Mansell with HJ Sports, and today we're going to go over our new sites within the Tetra line for 2022. So new for 2022, we actually came out with a new way to mount your scope housing to the infinite adjust bracket. No longer do you have to worry about your vertical adjustments uh, intertwining with the second axis adjustments. So as you'll see on the scope housing, uh, there's actually an additional brick. You can either mount that to the inside of the riser or to the outside of the riser. We recommend that for most traditional bows, you mount that to the inside of the riser and for any sort of sight that you're gonna mount in line with the bow to use the outside. Just flip that around um, and mount it to the outside of the riser. So within each of the product categories, we have the Tetra Max, the Tetra, and then the Tetra LT. As always, our Tetra line of sights come in four different scope housing size options, an inch and three eighths, an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarters, and then also our four pin housing, which is an inch and three quarters. We also offer a 10 thousandths pin and a 19 thousandths pin for both single pin and four pin options. On the Tetra itself, we once again have micro adjustments as well as your macro gain adjustments for left and right. For your vertical adjustments on your Tetra bow sight, you'll want to use the screw right here on the infinite adjust rail and the screw below that. You'll just loosen those and slide it up and down. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra bow sight is the integrated scope ring that has a built-in level. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra site is the ability to take a 2500 blue burst light. This is an added on accessory, but you can actually put that on there to add light to your pin or to reduce light. With that, we also have mechanical rheostat, which is an exclusive feature to HHA on the Tetra line. You'll be able to turn in the rheostat if you want to dim the light, and then you'll also be able to turn it out if you want to let more light in. Also on our 2022 Tetra line bow sights, the Tetra comes in either a fixed frame, our Hunter Edition frame, or it comes on a four to eight inch adjustable dovetail. All HHA products are 100% made and sourced in the USA, and they carry a 100% lifetime warranty. For any more questions, please visit our website at www.hjsports.com. Hello, we're at the ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, in flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. 
Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vance. Today is going to be a fun one because we are actually here at the Mission 17 here in Warren's, Wisconsin. And I have two awesome guests here. I have Ben Klausman from Sodak, Out- Sodak Horizon Outdoors. He made the trip all the way across Minnesota, that that, uh, that commie state, and he managed to make it all the way over here to good old Wisconsin. And also, I have a good friend, Jeremy Fisher. He is the brainchild behind the app, TalkSnap. So, you can, it's available on I, iPhone and Android, so go please go check that out here. So, Ben, how's your first, how, how, how's your trip been? So, for first experience in Wisconsin, it's beautiful here, first off. Like, I can't get over how gorgeous just the entire countryside here is. Like, everything is just completely different than I expected. So, kudos to Wisconsin for being so beautiful. So far, first impressions of the HHA USA shoot is super fun very family friendly i would say the targets are not they're not far enough to where you're like oh man this is going to be challenging yeah but they're not close enough to where you're like oh this is gonna be a walk in the park so it's that really nice kind of like fun shoot that you get to go to and you get to hone kind of your skills for those normal shots that you get in the field so it's very practical very good time and you're surrounded by a bunch of veterans and you get to crap talk each other so that's always fun too that's awesome man and uh so, how was the trip coming on all, all the way over here on, on, on I-90? You know, I-90 is is just, it's awesome in South Dakota because it's 80 miles an hour. And then as soon as you cross states, it drops to 70. Uh-huh. And it stays that way. So, it feels like you're making really good time. And then all of a sudden, you, you just like you stop. So, <laughs> it's like you feel every bit of that five-hour drive. Yeah, it's the unique thing is like when we turned off here to go to hop onto 39 here to get to the Warren shoot here is if you would have continued if we would have continued going to Madison then it's like going 80 is is going too slow because you'll have people literally passing you on the in the right lane because you're going 80 and they want to go 85. It is it is very sketchy, especially when the darting in between the semis and such. It is it's very frustrating, but uh, it's one of those things where they have to learn the hard way, and unfortunately, it usually ends in a bad situation. Well, that's how South Dakota is. Going West River in South Dakota, it's all 80. So if you're going, I would agree with that. If you're going less than 85, you're in the right lane. So I have no problem going fast. But yeah. it's just switching in a, a state with a vehicle with license plates, not from the state you're in. I feel like you're more likely to get pulled over yeah. because they're trying to get that out-of-state money. So I'm definitely not 
thinking of like, oh, I'm just going to go fast and see what happens. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking to the speed limit when I'm not in South Dakota. Definitely. So, Jeremy, how'd you, how'd you uh, like the course this year? This is, this is the first time shooting at Toma, isn't it? Uh, in this in this venue, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I shot an HHA event last year, actually a couple of them. Uh, really, really enjoy the environment. The folks here, um, everybody just, it, it's awesome. Um, super fam, uh, family friendly. Um, you know, it is that, it is that uh, marriage between some shots that'll challenge you a little bit and some shots that kind of boost your confidence a little bit. You might throw a five here and there, but you're going to have a good time along with the, yeah, the guys that you're going to shoot with. So just a few fives though. Yeah. Well, it depends on who's keeping the score. <laughs> I kept my own score. You can't prove nothing. That is so true, man. This is, this is my third year coming to this shoot and third time like always recording podcasts at this venue here and it's absolutely awesome i mean they have a great clubhouse they have ac they have anything you'd ask for uh tyson from the dust off project or from uh, sticks and stone archery he came up with a trailer so he literally has a mobile shop with him so it's like you have a bow press fletchings all that fun stuff strings he's he's the man to do it and this is just turning out to be a beautiful day the wind's picking up and it's just absolutely gorgeous i'm looking now what's coming next is we got a scramble here and that's going to be a fun fun overall event as well so so i have a question uh, did you shoot a scramble last year jeff i shot three or four of them oh, last year okay so and ben did you shoot scrambles though no i've never i've never competed in any form other than okay. hey i'll bet you a buck i can do this so uh, this is going to be friendly bet stuff okay yeah this is going to be like completely new for me i've never tried to keep score for 3d i was actually just talking to another guy about this I've only kept score at 3D one time, and it was kind of like you said, ah, you know, play it loosely. So, like, I've never even considered the scoring rings. I don't think they're anatomically correct to be, like, right. efficient kill shots, so I've never trained to try to hit those. Mm -hmm. So the scramble is a completely new ballpark for me, yeah. and I'm, I'm just looking forward to trying a new experience, I guess. Yeah, that's what uh, – last year was my first year getting into scrambles and actually putting some competition behind, and I had a blast. I, everybody I got to shoot with was just phenomenal. I mean, I got to shoot with some veterans that came out from Tennessee last year. Cool. Got to shoot with uh, Dan Schroeder's uh, wife last year. She carried me. She was. She we were shooting here, shooting here, and she was uh, having fun. And she was coming, recovering from a thumb uh, surgery, and she was shooting real well. As one of those type of things, but it worked out because I'd shoot first because in this way I didn't give her a point to re reference because I might I shoot light, light knocks and I, I get a little flack for it. But hey, it helps out, and if you're my partner, you're gonna love it. Yeah. Because if I shoot first and I shoot really well, uh, we're gonna go for it. I today this was a fun course. I mean, they they changed a couple of things around. They took a couple of podiums out. They've added a little, they added two new shots. Uh, I did get out of my comfort zone and shoot out to seventy six yards and look. Whiffed it and say, and then I did also a 97 yard shot and that was gone. I, that I gave that arrow to the toxin gods. <laughs> that yeah, was, they took it. That was fun. Yeah, that yeah, was really fun. And no, I I will say lighted knocks. I usually shoot lighted knocks too because I hunt that way. I usually put lighted knocks in my arrows. And this year's the first year I'm not because I have micro diameter shafts. So mm -hmm. I've. I have a whole bunch of dead lighted knocks that I put on arrows as just weight practice so I know what to use and then I can buy a fresh pack for, you know, 3D or for hunting season. But I love, I love using lighted knocks. It's the best thing in the world, especially when you're trying to film stuff. When you're trying to film any uh -huh. type of archery, lighted knocks are your best friend because you can see them flying. And yeah. you see him hit, and you can see everything, and it makes for really fun video content. It's weird, and I I don't use lighted knocks. I never I never use them. I use them for hunting. I use them for three D. I, I just I don't have I don't put them in my shafts for some reason. I don't know why. 
I just just something I've never used, and I just it, it's a lot of personal preference. And it, sure. I mean, there's a lot of mathematical things you have to look into it because most leaded knocks are in that twenty green. Yeah. So yeah. if you are doing it, you're gonna have to stack the front a little bit more to kind of offset that FOC, and you're gonna have to you get a, maybe a little stiffer spine because you're adding more weight to the arrow. So there is like actual physics that you have to think about when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not just like if I if I run lighted knocks, I always run 125 grain broadheads because it offsets and I keep that FOC in that 12 to 13%. Whereas if I'm not running lighted knocks, I shoot 100 grains because I don't have to worry about that back end. So yeah, correct. it's just little more things to kind of think about, but if it's sighted into your sight, golden. Yeah. So what do you why did you make that switch to a micro shaft? Honestly, I, I've been shooting Black Eagle for... I got Zombie Slayers, and I loved them. Yeah. And I couldn't decide if I wanted to go with a 204 or a 166. And the thing that finally sold me was the grains. I decided to go with these because the 350 spine that I got, which I should have gone 300 spine, was a little bit heavier than the 204s that I was looking at by All right. by 0.5, like almost nothing. But I was like, I'll get a little bit heavier weight, and this will kind of keep me in the same ballpark of what I'm shooting, which is 465. So I'm not going to have to do a whole lot of sight adjustment. I'll just have to probably do some rest adjustment because they're smaller diameter. And that was the only the only thing. I wanted to try micro diameter because I've shot 204s, and I love 204s, and I will probably never switch from 204s again. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to try it. I've heard a lot of people talk bad about them. I've heard a lot of people say awesome things about them, and... I'm a tinkerer, so I was willing to put a couple hundred bucks down and buy a couple dozen micro diameters to do testing with them. And they're honestly, they're some of the most durable shafts that I've ever had. I've gone through two inserts and the shafts are still perfectly fine. Wow. Like That's impressive. they're very, very durable shafts. And well, so even with today, it's like you didn't you properly you didn't rest your, your arrow properly and you, you tore one of your fletching off and it still made foam. Yeah, and the and the arrow's fine. I'll refletch that when I get home, and we'll be golden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just the micro diameter shafts are, are sturdier. I just I made the mistake of not having a stiff enough spine, so I'm paying for that with an ugly flight. Yeah, but, right. And then this was my first year. Like I, I went I, I recently. A lot of my listeners know that I switched to a, a 4x magnifier with a 0.5 clarifier, and my eyes feel so much better because of it. Like last year, I was. I was shooting. I literally put my sight tape three yards more because I'd be throw. I'd be. I couldn't see properly, or wasn't seeing the 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 flight and every and such. And having that on and putting that whole setup on, my eyes feel like they're ten years younger. Yeah. Just because of the relaxation, they're not. They're not for. I'm not forcing them to get it all down. Now everything else, just fine tuning my 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 uh, endurance to be able to hold my bow consistently. I mean thirty. Uh, targets is a lot, it's and then in, in carrying and walking, it's, it's like if you don't, if you're not, uh, if you don't put that endurance, and you can, it'll definitely, it'll tell you, it'll tell you. Well, it, it's tough up here, you know. This year in Wisconsin, we've had it seemed like winter held on a lot longer than it should have. We didn't have the luxury of being able to get outside and shoot in our backyards and stretch yardages and and just get some more reps, yeah. you know. Well, that was um, South Dakota too. South Dakota had a really long winter. Like our snow just melted beginning of April. We had a snowstorm, so I mean, it, it, everything just kind of got held out longer. Yeah, it made it, it made it tough today. I could, I felt it on the back half of this of this, you know. And I mean, I know I'm not 20 anymore, but I was going <laughs> to ask you about that clarifier in the in the lens in there about you know stress on your eyes and if you felt like you were working or you know if if it was just more strain. 
But it seems like you were you were running quite well. Actually. Oh yeah, I was shooting very well. It was, um, from last year Toma to this year Toma with just that setup, I I shot more twelves cool. than I had ever since I started shooting three D. And that was and more tens and more eights. You know, you know, I didn't didn't no fivers, but I'm all right with that. You know, <laughs> I just did a little bend it. You shoot one five. <laughs> I also had fives. I'm not just giving Jeremy yeah. smack because he hit fives. I also hit a few fives for myself. He did it on purpose to make me feel better. I, you know, I, I'm a team player. You know, got to boost. You tear them down. You got to build them up. It's the way it goes. You can't just leave them tear down. What's bad about a PS23 is when you shoot a five, there's no hiding it. I mean, there's, I mean, that's it. You shot a five. It's, it's there. <laughs> you burned that one. Yep. Yep. So in my defense, I was doing really good until I shot. So and that's actually, shot, that's the other thing that I was going to kind of look at was, and I was kind of talking with Jeremy about this on the range. I was thinking about maybe getting a magnified and like a clarified setup for 3D just as something else to play with. Yeah. Um, because right now I, I only have hunting setups. And so if I buy another bow, I'll have the ability to make a 3D setup. Right. Correct. So, so I've got – I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But no, so what fine. I did – so I've got an HHA site, and they have that infinite adjust that allows you to pull off – I run four pins, uh, so it's a, it's a fixed variable. Um, so I run four pins on my hunting setup, and then if I need to slide it down, I can slide it down for longer distances. But this is the first year I actually bought the single pin for that. So I pulled off my four pins, put the single pin on, and run these PS23s. It's nothing for me to put my four pin back on the same bow, the same setup, and then run my. Right now, I'm shooting VAP TKO SSs, um, and uh, you know, put the other wheel on, and now I'm back in. I'm back so in. So you just bought a scope and a wheel, and you just swap that out. Swap them out, right? So that bow that you saw me shoot today, and right now I'm shooting an Elite Encore. That bow you saw me shooting today, um, I'm going to put you know, toward the end of the season here. I'll put my four pin on there. I'll sight that in. Put my other wheel on there for those other arrows. I'll run two or three 3D courses to get me repped up and ready to go with that new setup, and I'm 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 going. You know, here we are. So, and that that's definitely something that I was thinking about looking into because that's the benefit of these HHA sites. Absolutely. Yes, and that's one yes. thing that I have noticed is the versatility of them. Yeah. you can have one site and have three different scope housing, and you have three different wheels, and you can have three different arrows, well, right. and you have essentially three different bows for whatever application Tough you want to Tough enough put. for hunting, yeah. finesse enough for 3D, and, yeah. and, and target spot shooting. It's I mean, they're fantastic. They've been able to walk that fine line yeah. of just fancy and bougie, but it's like it has the practicality, and it's a workhorse, and it's like I, I, I my bow fell off a target today, and landed right on the site, and I didn't even, I knew I wouldn't have to adjust it because it's like it's it's built like a brick shit house. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's good. And that's that's a huge, that's one thing, like, especially with sights, you have to make sure you have a decent sight, and the pins have to be sturdy, because right. I know they say it's like a one in a million chance of something coming through your scope housing and busting a pin out. I've had that happen before. I've yeah, never had a right. pin bust, but I've had sticks come swinging through that scope housing. Well, out where mm-hmm. you're at, spot and stock, you know, there's a good chance you're putting your bow in the dirt. And up here in Wisconsin, when you're walking through this stuff, um, we get a lot of sticks and branches and vegetation and, and undergrowth that we're walking through out to the yeah, tree stand, yeah. you know, and whatnot. So there's a high probability, you know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think, so I think I love a good protected pin. You yeah. know, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of a pin that's exposed or, because mm-hmm. even if it gets kinked, not broke, even if it gets kinked, you're, you're losing uh, a lot of that potentiality of that light going through that fiber, you yep. know, so. Well, and that's the other thing I like about it too, is it's a, it's a meaty uh, scope. Yeah. It's, it's thick. There's, there's a lot to it. It's longer. So there is that real good protection for not just your, your pins, but for the stability of the scope as well. It's, it looks indestructible. 
So huge, it does. Huge plug to sh- hot, or HHA. Cause yeah, they, for Chris Ham and those guys yeah. and uh, his brothers walking around here as well. Uh, Brian and it's been pretty. It's these 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 guys have just reason why they've won seventeen years in a row. Yeah, about that's the amazing. Whole process. I've I've been shooting HHA. That was I've only shot HHA. So I had a fuse, and then I then I, I wanted to go to a single pin after I shot my uh, then I shot my buck, and it's like yep, I'm never switching back. But there's people out there that like those that like that variable pin set yeah. for that four pins. And I, I've I've had fantasies about switching back to it, but it's like you know I like that single pin, man. It is just granted a lot more tinkering with it, but you know you, the more you hunt, the less like your your thrill for the kill. It's like you know if I if if I spook it, it's my fault. But it's like guess what? I got to experience that that situation. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. Like I'm I had a seven pin sight when I started shooting bow and arrow. It was, uh, I can't remember what it was, True Glow, seven pin sight. The seven deadly pins? Yeah. yeah. And they, they, they were like .19. Like, they were huge. Yeah. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I shot that for 10 years until I found black gold, um, a three pin slider. And that was what I used for two years. Okay. And I literally pulled that off the rack. I was just talking, I was just talking about to Chris about this. I pulled that off the rack to get it sighted in for this shoot so I could bring two bows. And I cannot dial it past 60 without putting some real muscle behind it. Like, it is it is gummed up. And I don't know if I need to, like, WD-40 it or what. But I was telling him, I said, this the wheel on that HHA site just moves. And that was that was the, the determining factor for me because I don't like four pins. I don't want any more than three. I don't want to go single pin because of the tree stand hunting I do. It's practical to have 20, 30, 40 sure. set. Mm-hmm. And so I was dead set on three pins. So I, I was talking to him, and I said, hey. I really like this Tetra site, but I'm not, I don't want four pins. And before I could even explain anything, he goes, we can custom make one for you. We'll do three pins. Cool. I was like, oh, sold right there. And they do that. He's like, yep, call this number. Tell them you want to order a custom site. Tell them Chris Ham sent you and tell them you're a veteran. We'll give you a veteran's discount. And I was like, oh, cool. And the, the customer service was amazing and sat there for 10 minutes. And I told them everything they wanted. And then they called me two other times to verify something two other things they had to verify and it okay. was the whole experience was just great which is kind of what we talked about last time was customer service and yeah um so i just i don't know if i'll buy another site again hha has just been such a good experience for me mm-hmm. i don't see the need to want to go with another company i think this year alone i think i've sold like three or four um sites because it's like everybody knows i shoot them but I tell them, it's like, it's the customer services. That's what's always won me over. It's like, if something bad happens, you call them up and they'll take care of you. Yeah. And then on top of that, like we were talking about the, how well they're designed and made. And like, and if you break it, they're going to want to know about it because right. they're going to want to find out what caused this flaw. Yeah. And then but try to fix it. Exa- that is, that's, that's innovation right there. Well, they've got, they've got super warranty too. Yes. You know, and, and American made. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, right here in Wisconsin. Source, yep, that's is, right. American source. Better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's one thing I didn't know, you know, that when I was talking with Chris a while ago, he was talking about, yeah, all of our, all of our is in-house, you know, it's in the United States. We, we source everything through here. I'm like, that's cool. That is pretty cool. So, well, and then the other thing is like, even if you just took out how good of a site it is okay. and you took out the customer service aspect, okay. you think about all the things that HHA is doing for the veteran community, yeah. for America, right. keeping it in-house, giving yeah. Americans jobs, giving back to veterans, putting on shoots like this yeah, that absolutely. allow people to get together and hang out. Mm-hmm. Like, even alone, that that alone is enough to make you want to support the company. And then you add all these other amazing things that they have. Yeah. They have a great product. They have great customer service. They have the f- owner and founder coming and shaking hands with you when you're yeah. at the 3D shoot. Like, yep. all those things stacked on top of each other, 
I don't think there's a better site company out there. No. Agreed. Yeah, I can't think of anything right now that I would recommend as a second because I don't feel like there's something that is – I feel like it is a second place, you know. I'm not going to mention any names because it's like that's – we're not going to bash them because there's people right. out there that use mm-hmm. said things. But it's like, yeah, they, they, they're not cheap. And good, uh, good sites are not cheap. It's like anybody that shoots a firearm, they understand like a good uh, red dot or a very solid uh, scope. You're going to be dropping – Almost a grand for a good one. You're like the, the, yep. the saying is like you buy a hundred dollar gun, but you buy a thousand dollar scope. Yep. Well, and the thing is, you I learned this um, buying arrows. You buy once, you cry once. If you're gonna buy cheap arrows, it's gonna yeah. feel better, but you're gonna buy a lot more of them. Whereas yeah. if you, you put a little bit more money into it, yeah. maybe a little bit more time, you might cry a little bit at that beginning, opening your wallet, but you're gonna thank yourself in a couple of years when everything still runs perfectly. Well, and that, if- if people would fall back on some of those people who have gone through those things, you know, I, I opened up a pro shop um, three years ago. And one of my mainstays was if I could help people get past all of the growing pains that I had in archery. And man, we didn't, we didn't have much Western Nebraska where I grew up, you know, I mean, it was, it was pretty limited, you know? So if I can help younger guys or younger gals, the youth get started and, and achieve that they're going to, they're going to enjoy the sport longer and more and they're going to tell their friends and it's just going to you know snowball and get more people into it which is the big thing there too yeah like that's what you've done with the cold shot challenge i mean we have kids from all different ages that are participating and shooting with i mean i i participated in this last uh 32 man bracket and like the first shot i was done it's like this is so underwhelming it's like i feel like cheated because i want to shoot more but it's like hey i missed and when like when I I should have asked how old the kid was, I told him it's like <laughs> if I if I'd known he was only sixteen, it's like we're stretching this out to thirty because it's like this way that I can at least have a little bit of wiggle room because he's he's got twenty year old eyes, it's like I have yeah. forty year old eyes, man. So don't feel bad about that because there was one round I, that I I made the bracket and I purposely stuck this thirteen year old kid with a guy that was a really good shot because his dad told me he's like. Don't go easy on this kid. Like, he's a good shot. So I didn't want to make it seem like I was going easy on him by putting with someone I thought was a bad shot. So I was like, no, this is a good shot. I'm going to put him together. Smokes him. Kid smokes him. 13 years old, 40-yard shot, pinwheel. Done. Moves on to the next round. Same thing. Moves on to the next round. Same thing. Got to the final four before he got eliminated. And it was because he bumped his sight the day before, and he hadn't had a chance to shoot it yet. So he's like, it was a cold shot. This was just me guessing on what happened. And he, he hit like an eight ring or something at 50 yards. Oh, man, that is that is insane. Because now, now when do you start the next cold shot? So we actually just finished the last bracket. So I think we are still collecting 32 names to start the next one. Okay. Um, but it, it'll be starting, if not this week, if not like Sunday, tomorrow, it'll be starting probably Monday or Wednesday. All right. Am I, am I too late to get in that bracket or am I already in there? Because like. I I'll have to verify because so right now the way we're doing it is we're switching back and forth between Sodak Horizon running it and Bloodlines running it. So Bloodlines is running it this time. And so I just kind of funnel him names as I get them signed up. And that's probably something I should check on. But he had something going on this week. He was going on vacation and I was coming here. Yeah. So it kind of just fell through the cracks. We didn't really discuss <laughs> on what is actually happening this okay, week. Okay, makes sense. Um, so that's something I'll have to touch base with him on. But definitely, there's definitely time. There's always time. We always put names away for more brackets. So anytime you want to get on a bracket, shoot yeah. me or Bloodlines or State Raps well, a message. Well, just put it this way. Like, kind of like with the, the scrambles. I don't even have to tell Chris. It's like, I mean, it's like I'm already on the list. Yeah. Like, you're going to shoot. Yep. And that's we have. I think we have 10 or 15. I think we have 10 guys right now that, that that's pretty much what it is. You just assume they're they're willing to shoot the next bracket. We're gonna roll with it. So I've never I've never done a cold shot. 
So if I want to sign up on this deal, and I'm not saying I am yet, <laughs> I'll probably give in to peer pressure anyway. So if I want to do this, do I just get a hold of you? Um, how do, and how do I do that? So right now, the best way to do it is you can message me on Instagram okay. um, at Sodak Horizon, or Sodak. you can message Bloodlines Outdoors okay. on Instagram. We are working on getting a kind of a, a platform for cold shot challenge that we could branch out more and just have everybody follow that page. There's hiccups in the road and we're still sure. fine tuning all these things because this is only the second summer we've done it. This is the, the bracket we just finished, I think was our seventh or eighth bracket total. So it's still very new. We're still working kinks out and everyone's super cool about it. Everyone's really, <clears throat> um, really patient and just, Hey, you know, if this works great, you know, signals coming in and out. We're still trying to figure out that because some people have really good signal. Some people have bad signal. Um, we'll try to figure out the best way to have people record themselves and their arrow flying to the target. So we know you're not just shooting a target or arrow in there and then launching a, an arrow somewhere else during your shot and going up and seeing how good of a shot you had. Like there's there's all these different things that we're trying to work through. But right now, nobody's trying that stuff because it's a free challenge. Okay. All it is is it's meant to grow the archery community and make you a better archer because we're putting that first shot of the day under on a, a different kind of pressure than you would be like shooting at an animal, but it's still a different pressure. It's it's pressure. So your heart gets going, your adrenaline gets flowing, you, you kind of get the shakes a little bit. So those 60 yard shots, they're they're 60 yards. They're they're shaky shots. That's cool. Yeah, and so it's just kind of trying to simulate that hunting feeling that you have with an animal in front of you. It may not be the buck of a lifetime, but I, I would say if I'm about to shoot a doe, it's the same feeling I get with that. You know, you still get the shakes, you still get nervous, but it's not buck fever. You're not freaking out, but it's just giving you kind of a taste for it and more or less showing you what your flaws are so you can work better at those flaws so it doesn't cost you that buck of a lifetime. That's a, that's the way I, I always treated, like when I come, when I first started doing this 3D shoots here a couple of years ago, that's how I would did. Like, I, treated, I treated every shot like it's a cold shot, and it's like that's, and I only shot them once, and that's like, that's how I just kind of looked at it. Like, I, I'm, this is, I'm going to kill this animal. I don't care if I'm going to score. I'm going to put it on a ethical shot, whether it be lungs or heart. Core, obviously, cool, close to the heart, the better, but then it's like kind of learning from there and what did I do wrong? Because I'm shooting a 31 axle axle, and that is little little goes a long way and they, you can completely throw your arrow off and some of that that's why i switched and that's why i bought a 34 axle axle so when i when i do stretch out to uh to 70 yards it's i'm gonna i'm gonna have a little bit of wiggle room for it because um before i before i got this i was shooting a hoyt 34 and i loved it or the, the hoyt factor 34 it, it, was a, it was a little spongy and it, it let you jump but boy it was a solid bow yeah and i've i've shot a lot of different bows and I've always come back to the long axle axle just because of the forgiveness and I'm a tall guy I don't mind humping around a couple extra inches I mean who doesn't who doesn't mind having a couple extra inches and uh <laughs> talking to all these short said. guys out there <laughs> um but no it's 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 no the amount of forgiveness you get with a longer axle to axle is worth having to carry it around in my opinion yes I, I completely agree because what do you shoot uh Jeremy I shoot the Elite Envision right now. What's, um, what's I guess, the X-Axe? I guess 31 right? on that one. Okay. It's like 31 and some change. but um, And I'm not I'm not a short actual guy. I like a longer ATA. Um, I've just, you know, 33, 35 all day. Um, but I, I pulled one of these Envisions off the shelf. I'm like, let's let's put this sucker together. And, and here we are. And honestly, I'm running it really well. Uh, it's it's uh, it's treated me pretty well. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a longer riser bow. Um, and the cams are a little bit larger. So it gives the feeling of a target platform. 
Okay. They've, they've widened the limbs. They've widened the pockets. Um, and of course, all the technology in the Elite is really well. But um, it just seems to fit me pretty well right now. But I mean, I just I'm true and true, a longer actual to actual guy. But you know, so far I'm getting along with this one. So. Yeah, that was my first impression when I shot the Matthews, the 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 33V or V33, that the new one that came out in 2022. Boy, that has a smooth shooting bow. But that was 1,200, and I got a really good deal on a brand new expedition <laughs> and that limited lifetime warranty. And knowing Kurt and Tyson, it's like you know, I really, I, I like Matthews, but it's like I really want to support that smaller shop, you know. Well, and that's that's the thing that Matthews did this year. That honestly is probably the next wave of new bows coming out. Is they just lengthened their riser which was kind of genius because a 31 vx or v3x probably feels like most 33 34 35 inch bows just because of how long they made that riser i mean they made a 31 inch riser mm-hmm. not a 31 inch axle to axle well it is a 31 inch axle to axle but the riser is 31 inches yes that is that's got to be probably the most forgiving bow on the market right now yeah, I mean you're the, you're a bow shop owner, tell like that's got to be a huge right. factor in having a forgiving bow is how long your riser is, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a, there's a, and it's you can see these risers have been growing the past few years. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of been that platform of that arena that uh, that they've been kind of stretching out to. You know, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see the platforms you know continue to grow. And man, all these companies are coming out with some of the technology is just fantastic. You yeah. know, every year I'm like, man, what more can they do? And then guess what? Somebody like Matthews or Hoyt or Bowtech or Elite or Bear who could come out with new technology. I'm like, that's cool. I've you been know? saying that since the Vertex and the Traverse came out. That was four years ago for Matthews. I said, there's not much more you can do for this bow. And every year they come out, and what do they do? Something new. And every year what it happens, it makes it a better bow. Yeah. It's not always huge leaps and bounds right. to where, you know, maybe you don't have to buy the bow every year. But it's like it's enough of a change to where in two years, it's a brand new bow. I mean, they've made so many changes on a two-year generation that it's worth buying again. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not I'm not shooting Matthews right now. I'm shooting Darton, and they're kind of doing the same thing. They're making huge leaps and bounds oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, and it's it's just fun to see like all these kind of I don't want to say they're they're kind of the smaller brand companies kind of stepping out and almost mimicking, but going up above what these bigger companies are doing and just being like, hey, we're still players in this game. Like Expedition, mm-hmm. um, Darton. Um, elite. Elite, elite is coming out of the shadows. I mean, this Even year Athens has been kind of a sleeper Athens. too. Yeah, I mean, they're just all coming out, and like I, I was super impressed with Elite. I never shot it, but just the innovation that Elite is coming right. out with, or Prime, Prime is considered a, yeah, a topper end bow, and they mm-hmm. completely changed everything that they, they did. From, they went away. They went away from that quad cam. But yeah, then it's like when you really think about, it, that's a really expensive to restring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's and, a seven-piece bow set. And it's not like they stepped away from that quad cam, and then they, they just kind of went, well, okay, we'll run something new this year. They went with an end line, you know, with new technology. Yeah. And, they and, invented and, and, new yeah, technology. Like, oh, this is it. We're going to go with this. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I got the chance to go to the ATA this year, and I shot, you know, a couple of those bows, that you know, the companies that went anyway. Um, and, and I'm just like, gosh, that's – if I didn't if – my, if my pro shop wasn't so t- small in a small, shop, you know, town, I would carry more. You know, because there's so much good in these companies now, yes. you know, and it's and it's so hard for me to try to balance all that stuff with everybody, you know, so. Um, and there's so much innovation coming out of yeah. all of those shops. Like, yeah. it's just it's super fun to watch how just like the sport has grown, even going back 15 or 20 years. Think about how much what? how far we've come. Imagine, guys. I mean, I'm 43. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old you are, Ben. I'm 29. 29. 
So imagine the technology now that these youth that are shooting with when we were younger starting out, you know, how, how much farther ahead we would have been, yeah. you know, I mean, geez, struggle bus the whole way for me growing up, you know, but I mean, it's, it's cool to watch these. First of all, these youth shoot the way that they're shooting, you know, that we had youth win, uh, um, hold on here, the Vegas shoot and the Lancaster, they placed very, very high and they just continue to dominate and go and we had, awesome. we had two youths win the female and the male brackets at Vegas. Both were youth. Both yeah. were under, I think, 16. One of yeah. them just turned, it was either 16 or 17. Before or that day or something. Yeah, yeah Bo- Bodie turned 15. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the female, I can't remember what her name is, but she um, was either, she just turned 17 or just turned 16. But Areola? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, she's from Hawaii, I believe. Yeah, super, Hawaii super great. Amazing or, shooting, yeah. but seriously. Lopez, um, maybe? Pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. <clears throat> I got to go shoot, I got to go cover the S3DA uh, national cool. originals last year. Cool. And I interviewed the girl that both the girl, one, the one gal she took first place and she shot damn near perfect. And then the other gal, she took fourth place. Cause it's like, she was, she was pushing for that 14 and she just, just, just like how we were shooting today, just barely off, just <laughs> centimeters off. Well, and that's it. Shooting 3d for points today. Yeah. Because that, that last half, that's what I was doing. I wasn't marking them down, but I was shooting for points with Jeremy. And I think, Jeff, we were kind of training for this yeah. this uh, scramble that we're going to have tonight. And that is a completely different ball game. And I was just talking to Ross about this, too. Like, shooting for points changes everything. And those millimeters, those centimeters, that tiny little difference that you have in your bow right. makes a difference. Right. Like, that matters in that instance. So. Yeah. And it's it's crazy, like you said, all these youth, like Bodie Turner. Yeah. I've been following his dad for three years now. Um, Joel Turner, he has yeah. Shot IQ. Shot if you IQ, if yeah. you're struggling with your shot, check out Shot IQ. I have no affiliation with him whatsoever, except he's he has commented on two of my posts. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, just tiny little buff buff there. But anyways, he well, I, I had I had the bow rack uh, reposted on mine, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm squeaked out on the let out that on that one right there. There we go. I, I got to hang out with um, Sodak Horizon and uh, Bucks of America podcast. So that's that's I got to I'm hang out with the guys. So I got I'm to hang trying. out with the guy that invented an app. I, I, so <laughs> I, this whole social media thing is my is my uh, nemesis. I have a hard time with it, you know, because it's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, because you know? this yeah. is where I wanted to get into the conversation about how has your social media approach change with the influences you come across. So social media. social media for me has it only in the last couple of years, it started to be more of, I'm trying to make like a, an archery community because I understand that hunters in general are under attack by everybody right now. Always, yeah, correct. Um, and they have been for a very long time and that does not fall short. Archery is a huge part of hunting. So they're also attacking archers, yeah. whether they say it outright or not, that's what's happening. So, in order to strengthen your ranks, you have to bond together. So that's the entire purpose of my page is just trying to grow an archery community that is strong and that all believe in the same thing and that want to support each other because there's enough people. Michael Waddell just tweeted something today and I, I, or it wasn't today. It was a couple days ago. And he literally said something like, Oh, I just shot this Turkey with my bow. It's really cool. And then the other guy said, yeah, me and my son just shot our first Turkey with a decoy and a ground blind. And the guy comes back and says, oh, that should be illegal. That's too easy. You shouldn't shoot turkeys like that. You should do it this way. Oh, that's the anti-hunter rant that I watched uh, Wydell um, go off. And he was very well put together in the whole process. And it's just like there is enough people that have no clue what they're talking about telling us that we're bad people and that all these things we do are wrong and, and we don't do things the right way and all this stuff. 
we do not need to be tearing each other down. Agreed. I don't care if you shoot a two by two, a doe, or the uh, the next world record. Congratulations. Agreed. Yes. And that's how hunters need to be, especially these guys like Michael Waddell. He is a huge advocate for that. Yeah. And he's in a position that he can make a difference. Yeah. That is yes. awesome. I am a huge Michael Waddell fan because he also went on this huge rant and rave about arrows and, and broadheads. We're totally getting off topic from social media. But anyways. But anyway, we're, we're talking about the influence that it can have, though, exactly. because of what he says because that stuff really resonates with folks. And that, we're talking about it right now. That will make people not go hunting anymore. You get that one comment from someone who you think you're, you're making proud. Hey, Dad, look what I just did. And he goes, how many times did your dad do that to you? My dad almost never did that to me. Hey, look what I just did. Oh, that's dumb. You could have done it a different way. Like, who, why would you ever do right. anything for that again? Exactly. So when you do that with a, a new hunter, a 14, 15, 16, 20-year-old hunter who's never drawn a bow back, just getting into it, and all you do is say negative things, what good does that do for the community? Mm-hmm. So that's what Sodak Horizon is about. And so it just started as trying to grow a community, and then I started digging into, well, what I'm doing now is not growing a community. I am simply hosting a very small community on a platform that's not doing anything. So I started doing some digging on good practices that you should take into account to grow your account. So in, uh, I want to say October of last year, October of 2021, I started doing a lot of research. I started really digging into how I can grow my account. So from October to December, it was either late December, early January, I gained 5,000 followers. Almost in about three months. It's not, that's not a huge jump, but when you start at 1200 followers, that's a huge jump. Sure. That was uh, the light finally clicked on. So I did a 5,000 K giveaway for hitting 5,000 followers. That week I did the giveaway. I gained another 1200 followers from that time till now. I am almost at 10,000 followers. Cool. So in about six months, I've gained around 9,000 followers. And it's super simple. The only thing you have to invest in, it's not the the paid sponsorships. It's not promoting your post. It's none of that. All it is is time. You have to be able to create enough content to make two to three reels a day, one picture post a day, and post your story nine to 12 times a day. That is the secret. And it all started because I saw a post. I can't remember who posted it. And he literally did a reel and he was pointing like this at me, just right in my face. Cause you know how you're looking at your phone. And he said, I challenge you to do one reel a day. And I went, okay, deal. I can do that for 30 days. No problem. In that 30 days, I gained 500 followers and I went, huh, onto something. So I kept doing it. And then I gained a thousand followers. And then I'm like, Hey, if this works, why wouldn't I post more reels? So I did. And it just, and now I, I, like I said, Two, two reels a day is what I post, one picture post, and I post around 10 to 12 stories. And every day I'm getting between, on a bad day, I get about 50 followers. On a good day, I get three to 400. Wow. A day. I, I feel absolutely way behind in this arena. So I created the Toxin app to try to get people out to events and find events and keep our, our clubs and our pro shops growing um, because I think we're, we're losing a little bit in that arena, right? I had to use you to tell me how to go live on my Instagram today. And I couldn't, I didn't know how to do it. Um, so, so Ben, and he, and he understands it because he's done this and, and I know I'm watching stuff from you too, Jeff. 
Um, and I, I know that's an area and arena that I have to step up in, you know, and I love shooting my bow. I just personally don't feel like I'm the guy to be telling people how to, how to shoot a bow. I, I liked it. I enjoy it. I do it. But so you know what I mean? I a hundred percent know what you mean. And I am not that guy. You saw how I shot today. I am in no, beautiful. I am in no way <laughs> the person to be like, ah, oh, you're shooting your bow wrong. What are you doing? But that's not what the community needs. Sure. The right. community that's, that's has right. enough right, right, right. coaches. They have enough people giving criticisms. Yep. The entire purpose of my, like my posts, almost every post is this is how I shoot. How many comments do you think I get on a post of people saying, yeah, your thumb button, yep. that doesn't look right. Yep. Hey, you should do this differently on your bow. Hey. Maybe that's what I'm afraid of. Is, and is and that happens. There's a ton of trolls out there. I have this one guy that comments on every post, and he makes two comments on every post because he limits out on his characters telling me. First, he starts with telling me his credentials. I've shot Redding, and I was oh. a professional archer for 15 years, and I did this and that. And then he goes into what I'm doing wrong, and then he goes into how I can fix it. And then he goes back into what I'm doing wrong. And every time, I'm just like, why would you waste your time to do that? Thanks for commenting. He's yeah. <laughs> he's literally, he's bored. He's, he's got really nothing going on in his life. So it's like, this is his way of doing it. But trolls help, you know, it's like, yeah. it, it helped me boost my, my stuff. And I've got a lot of hate mail. I've got some death threats too from, from oh, Facebook wow. and such. Cause it's like, I, it's like, so I've had to really tweak my filter. So this way it doesn't like, I've had the C word posted on young females, uh, post for their success. Either it be a turkey, a deer, a bear or something like that. And so I always want to like, don't want that stuff out there. Cause it's just, once yeah. it shines us in a bad light because right. the world is very uneducated in the whole Correct. process. And, and so that's what I've always tried to do is try to be an educator. That's what I want. That's what I've always felt really comfortable with. I don't tell anybody how to shoot a bow because I shoot like shit. So, but it's like, I will at least recommend good products to check out some stuff. So here's what I'm going to say about that because you both shot with me today. I'm not a great shot. I'm not a 12 ringer. I don't do, I probably have a very horrible form. It changes a lot. I know that, but guess what? How long have you been shooting a bow for? Do I have to answer yes, that? Yes, you do. <laughs> um, 25 years or more. Okay, how long have you been shooting a bow for? Uh, so 2015, so seven years. Seven years. I've been shooting a bow for about 15 years. I started in 2006 or seven, somewhere in there. I don't remember. Yeah. We talked about it on, on our first podcast. Guess how many people have been shooting less time than you? Oh, probably thousands, if not millions. Guess how many people may stumble upon your page having never shot a bow? A lot. That's true, especially if I've been doing an uptick in reels. So the audience that you're thinking is going to react to your, your post is the Levi Morgans. The, the Chris Ham, he owns his own site company. Uh, David Wooten, who's been shooting, he's been shooting for 10 years. You're thinking of all these people that are going to sit there and look at your videos and critique and tell you all the things you're doing wrong and why you're a bad archer and all this stuff. You're not reaching those people. People no. that are good at archery that know what they're doing aren't looking for archery accounts to teach them tips. That's sure. true. You are literally giving tips point. and tricks it's to people yeah. that don't know what they need. And this might click for them. You know, yeah. Joel Turner is not for everybody. Yeah. Not everybody should shoot the way Joel Turner does. And he says that when he when he talks about his stuff. So why would everybody base how they shoot off Joel Turner if it doesn't work for everybody? Right. Don't fit a square peg in a round hole. You might post something that is exactly what I needed to see that day because I'm sitting there going, I just can't get my cams timed. How come my cams aren't timing? I'm going to, I'm just going to take a break and I pull onto the toxin app and all of a sudden Jeremy posts, Hey, I'm sitting in my bow shop. I just timing these cams. And I thought I would just film it quick and give you guys a quick overview on what happens. Mm -hmm. And I go, perfect that's exactly what i need or some guy is flipping through reels and he sees jeremy 
shooting a 12 ring at a gopher at 50 yards. And he goes, dude, what is that? And he clicks and all of a sudden he sees all the stuff you're putting out there and goes, I want to buy a bow now. This looks awesome. So we have such a worked up idea of the criticism that we're going to get. And that was my problem too. I a hundred percent was super afraid because I'm not a, I'm not a bow shop owner. I've, I've learned to work on my own bows in the last five years. Out of necessity. Out of, because I live 30 minutes away from the nearest pro shop and I didn't want to have to wait six weeks to get my stuff done. And so I figured out how to do it myself and I mess up all the time, but it's the fact that I'm okay with showing my mess ups and then showing how I fix them. I, I get kids, a lot of kids message me in that 15 to 18 range and they're like, hey man, you seem to know what you're talking about. Could you give me your opinion on this? And sometimes it's arrow shafts. I want, what stiffness should I get? Sometimes it's sighting in a bow. Some things that I'm very familiar with. I know how to sight in a bow. Sure. You know, I also know how to change strings out, but I'm not great at it, right? Where you might be very good at sighting in a bow and, and putting strings on it, but you don't want to be shooting on camera, right? So there's things that you can do, even if it's toxin tech tip of the day. And all of a sudden you're posting a carousel or you're posting a reel with a tech tip every day. Jeff Vance's Bucks of America product of the week. Yeah, I usually do a, I usually do a hat of the week. There you that's, go. That's where I've been doing so, yeah. But not, I mean, we focus so much on the criticism that we're going to get. We forget that one criticism means 10 to 100 people benefited from it. Yeah. Even for nothing else than enjoyment. Yeah. Huh. And that, that's enough to, you know, that's enough to do anything, you know, and that's where I go off of. I know I'm not a professional shooter. I know I'm not good or I'm not the best at all this stuff. But I also know that for people that are looking for less intimidating options than a Chris B or a Joel Turner or a Levi Morgan, who when they talk, they are talking to people like I go to them when I'm looking for something because they talk in a language that I understand. Yeah. Mr. Joe Blow or Mrs. Joe Blow that just picked up a bow doesn't understand what they're saying. So they're not gonna they're gonna get frustrated, they're gonna go to a pro shop, they're not gonna understand why they can't get the same results from a pro shop in their house, and they're gonna go, I'm just done. I'm just gonna quit shooting archery. Or they're gonna keep going back to the pro shop and going, I just can't afford this because I have to keep going back to the pro shop every day because I keep messing stuff up. When in reality, it's not a pro shop problem. It's a you shoot once a week. That's the problem. Your your grip is wrong, your release is wrong. There's there's things to fix that don't require a pro shop or to buy a press or to, to know that net yeah. level of knowledge that they're just looking for that basic entry level knowledge that anybody who's been shooting for, I would say more than five years has just from things that they've had to do on their own stuff. So that's, that's the angle that I take it from of not, I'm not a professional. I'm not a pro. I'm nothing. I am someone who sits in his garage and figures things out until it works and until I can get it to work. That's a good way to look at it. It's, per, it's probably the best way to look at it. So now when those are out there just trying, just to keep shooting. If you ask for help, there's going to be folks out there that will make two comments and, and fill every maximize the characters out there to tell you what you need to do. Tinker Ben is what she just said. Tinker Instead ben. of Tinker Bell. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'm okay with that. You, you, next time when you make a little post, you just yep. put a little image of Tinkerbell underneath the bottom, on the bottom there. And it's called Tinkerbell. And I'll, it'll be a post of me like posing oh, like Tinkerbell or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm looking like, I if I would have found your app before I found it from him, I would have reached out to him and been like, dude, we need to figure something out because, like, you have a pro shop. You have you have the resources. You could be doing a weekly class. That would be an awesome idea for you to get a reel out every day. Yeah is you literally, you, you just schedule a couple different things that you want to hit on. And then I usually have one educational reel and one for fun reel. Those are my goals for the day. So one might be, hey, when you're pulling through your shot, 
don't let your thumb move from whatever position you're in. Is that professional advice? No. But for someone who's just trying out a thumb button, that's a, that's a step in the right direction, right? So sure. there's just little things that you can do and, and you're, you know, you've been shooting twice as long as I have. You have more knowledge on top of the fact that you have a bow shop, on top of the fact that you've started your own app. You could, you could be doing toxin tech tips. I'm copyright that. That's going to be your thing. Like you do that. And every day is just spine alignment. People don't know how to check for spine alignment. People don't know how to um, bear shaft tune yeah. if they do that. They don't know how to fletch arrows. I get more questions on how to fletch arrows and what jigs I use than anything else. You know, like it's simple stuff. They're not asking me how I got a left hair out of my, you know, what, how many millimeters do you move your rest and what cable twist do you put in? It's what fletching jig do you use? I want to start fletching my own arrows. It's how did you pick your arrow spine? What, what did you do? And, and a lot of times I, I've done this a lot where I say, you know what, this is what I did, but this person has more knowledge than I do. Verify with them. I don't pretend to be a subject matter expert. So it's just, it's about being willing to put yourself out there and, and not being afraid of the criticism you will inevitably get. No matter what, right? What yeah, happened when so you true. shot that one five? Oh gosh. Um, I heard about it. We forgot about yeah. all the 12s all the that you had hit shots, the yeah. entire day, and we talked about that 1-5. And that's one all that five. comment is. Think of it like that. You are reaching 30 people every day, right? If I told you I'll cry myself to sleep tonight from all the guff you gave me about that 5, will that change things? <laughs> no. You're still going to give me a hard time? Not even a little bit. In fact, I might give you more knowing that you cried yourself knowing to that sleep. I cried myself <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> but think of it that way. Like, think of it literally. It, it, obviously, it's a much larger scale. Sure. There's 30 people in front of you, and you get get, grap, you, you get grief from one of them. Yeah. You're only going to remember the one. And yeah, so the right. challenge is forgetting the one and remembering the 30 because that's where your impact comes from. So forget about the one guy that is the genius that knows everything. And and I recognize when like Joel Turner commented on one of my posts and he said, Hey, that's not a pull through, dude. You're you're getting better, but that's not a pull through. And I was like, Oh, okay. I might have to pave your course yeah, now so you yeah. can show me what a pull through. It's like you recognize the people that you recognize and you know, they called me out. I was wrong. Cool. But 90% of the time, it's some dude sitting in his mom's basement going, I shot a bow one time in college, and I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and they have the only – anybody that knows what they're talking about scrolls through, and they don't even comment on it. They don't like it. They don't do nothing. You don't ever know that they looked at it. It's the ones that don't know what they're doing or don't know what they're talking about that are going to make you feel like you don't know what you're doing. And those are the people you need to step out because the more you grow, the more those people will show up. And those are the ones you just stomp out and say, get bent and – Go tinker in your mom's basement. There you go. Yeah. I like that. Man, we've hit a lot of good solid peaks here. Is there, is there anything you guys had want to cover that we haven't thought of yet? Check out the Toxin app. It changed yeah. my life. Yeah, it is pretty nice. Yeah, well, I appreciate it too. I mean, I mean, seriously, the support that I get from the Toxin app um, or about the Toxin app is huge. All I'm really trying to do is connect the dots between shooters and shoots. Um, it's... We have a lot of cool stuff coming. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what we have coming. I won't tell on on that. Oh, I, I, I can't we'll, leak it we, now. We, we can talk about off but air. But I can tell yeah, you all off air. Um, it's it's cool stuff, man. Um, we really have a lot of neat stuff coming. Um, but at the core, what the Toxin app is designed to do, it is it is doing exactly that. Uh, the Toxin app is doing exactly that. It is it is uh, it's getting people to know where these events are, when these events are, directions to these events. Um, and, and dates and times. You can save it to your calendar, set a reminder. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. On top of that, there's an FOC 
um, calculator. There's a, a bow speed calculator. You know, I mean, it definitely it's, saved me from buying a chronograph. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, do I want to buy a chronograph or not? But now it's like when you, you and I had that conversation, like, yep. well, how much does this weigh? How much does this weigh? It's like, oh, I didn't really didn't realize it weighed that much. Yeah. And so I started putting those in there. It's like, oh, okay, so now I'm shooting right around like 260. So it's like that makes sense. Right. And the accuracy of that calculator is insane because cool. I have cool. a chronograph and I do the numbers. And All right. the only thing I don't know is the string weight that I have, I guess, oh. between 20 and 30 okay. or between 30 and 40. And I'm like a foot per second off from my chronograph, Cool. which my chronograph is three feet per second off, depending on what era I'm using. Sure. Okay. So there is discrepancy in the chronograph that is similar to, well, less discrepancy than with the app. So it's a very viable option if you don't want to drop a hundred bucks right. on. Well, it's quick reference. Yeah. And that's, what's nice. It's right there in the palm of your yep. hand, you know? Um, so yeah, I appreciate that again, all the support, you know, you guys give me out here mm-hmm. on, on the talks and app. I'm going to try harder for you, Ben, on my, mm-hmm. on my social media. There we go. That's what we want. I, I, <laughs> I was going to talk more to off the air. So you're not off the hook yet, no, but, yeah. but okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was telling you last night, it's like, anytime you make a post about talk snap, you always to- post Joe Rogan, Kim Haynes, and all the, all the top five. And if you get one of those guys to mention on their podcast, things would be golden. That's actually might be a good idea. I've yeah. never done that. Yeah, it's no. the Joe Rogan effect, man. You you get Joe Rogan to comment on something, to retweet something, man. It's it's a game changer, man. Well, the next time they're in New Auburn, I'll try to catch him and and uh, see if I can't get him to talk about. You it. should just throw a shirt at him when he's on. You stage. think so? Just <laughs> do that, and then he'll be like, "What the heck's this?" You know, he'll do. His and there it Joe is, Rogan and I take thing. a picture of him holding my shirt, yeah, yeah. and, and then you post it and say, "Joe, thanks for the support, yeah. man." And then he'll be like, and then he'll you're, start a lawsuit, and then you'll be famous, dude. You're at a whole yeah. other level, man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just just it down. I just need you to talk shit about me. Man, so uh, thank you guys for both being on the podcast. We had a really good conversation. We really enjoy this course here. So Mission 18 will be coming up here pretty soon, guys. Pay attention to the podcast. Go jump down. Go download the Toxin app. Go check out Sodak Horizon, and you guys won't regret it. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. It's been a great time.